All right, all right, lead heads. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 298, and I am your host, Lefty. I appreciate you guys tuning in, and I really love seeing those comments on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Keep those coming. If you haven't done so yet, please go to your favorite podcasting app, wherever you listen to us from, and if possible, leave us a rating, some feedback. Is that helps us stay on top. And you lead heads are great at that. So thank you for doing that. And also the social media interaction. I love hearing from you guys when we do post. Love the comments. Love you guys going back and forth with one another, sharing ideas, sharing your questions. It's really cool. Keep that up. And the emails, keep those coming. Talkinglet at gmail.com. Suggestions for the show. Jack Wagon nominations. Our AK Corner segment. Guys have questions for that. Any suggestions or comments that you have about the show? I love getting those. Good, bad, indifferent, either way. Send them talkinglet at gmail.com. And the people that do send those know that I do respond, uh, just like I do on social media. So some people don't have the social media and the emails, the only way that they can communicate. That's perfectly okay. Love getting the emails as well. Talkinglet at gmail.com. So before we get started in this week's episode, we didn't quite finish up with last week's. We had our good buddy Charlie Melton on, and he brought his team. We got Brad Starr with Performance Guns, and we had uh, J Mac with Ride On Optics. Uh, it was part of our ongoing Optics One on One class that we did. We thought we'd just do a whole episode on Charlie's world record long rifle attempt shot. And you guys had some great questions. I want to thank you for participating in that. And there were several that we didn't get to, but there was one in particular that I really wanted to get. And uh, I want to apologize to Riley Bowman. Uh, We didn't get to his, but Riley, through the the magic of the interwebs, uh, we are able to do that uh, right now. So joining me via Skype, and especially just for you, Riley, Leadhead Riley, we've brought back the man himself, Brad Starr with Performance Guns. Yay! Welcome back. Hey. hey, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I know you're very, very busy. Um, I sent you this question, and you thought it was a very valid uh, question. So I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to turn you loose on it. All right. So uh, Riley asked, why the 408 Tejas and then parentheses, based off the Shytac round, as opposed to a 416 Barrett, which starts off with a lot more case capacity? Or why not Wildcat the 416 Barrett into something even cooler? Thanks, brother. Sometime we should do a show together. And uh, Riley is the host of the Concealed Carry podcast. If you guys have not had an opportunity to listen to that podcast, it's an awesome podcast to go show Riley, some love over there. And yes, Riley, I would love to do a show with you sometime. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, Brad, I'm going to yes. turn, I'm going to turn you loose. All right. So I have Tejas, the 416 Barrett and played with different bullets in it as well. But the powder to bore ratio is what I'm after. So the 408 with the 420 and 400 grain bullet, the powder to bore ratio is just where we need it. Uh, like I said, the 416 case has too much powder for the 408 projectile. We'll burn barrels up and not get speeds that we want out of it. Now, uh, that being said, we, we're also trying to come 
out with the rifles. I had one there we didn't get to bring out. Mm-hmm. I actually have a 24-pounder. We oh, did it. Damn. 25. And it's a 338 base on the 408 case, Tejas. The 300 grainers were running 33 and change. So it's very capable of making the shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember was, you talking about it, and uh, yeah, we just didn't have time to get it out. Right. And I have some actual hunting rifles. We're trying to do it with a lighter platform, and that's that's what everyone's trying to do over here. Mm-hmm. And the 416, the other problem with it, you have to use a 50-cal receiver, so it's going to be another big 35, 40-pound rifle. That's right. We have it. I actually have one. Now, I'll let you know later. <laughs> we, we, we have another new one coming out to, to smoke the two-mile deal. Oh, sweet. So. Now, we, we've got another update since um, last episode. Is, you know, we talked about you guys are going to go back out and try it again here pretty soon. And I think, think we've got some dates narrowed down on that. Are those things that we can talk about right now, or is that still kind of in the oh, polishing no, we, stage? We, I don't know how many people will be there. Uh, I think it's going to be the 20... 3rd, 24th. Of this month. Of this month. Of May. So end of, end of May. Right. So I was thinking. We've got, got what we need. We've got screws tightened. And uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't take more than a day, really. Right. Just Very cool. Done. So uh, that's the update on that. Riley, thank you for the question. Brad, thank you for taking the time to answer uh, Riley's question personally. You know, bet. No, he appreciates that, and so do the the other leadheads. It's a good question. And then, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to join you guys at the end of the month out there. We're uh, we're working on schedule shuffles and things like that to try to make it happen. Okay, good. Do some more live coverage. I would love to be there in person to. We'd to like s- to have you there to see history made, so, and I know the leadheads would too. Okay. All right, very good, uh, Riley. Thanks for the question, and uh, Brad. We'll talk to you very soon, and we'll give everybody an update once we get a solid confirmation on the, the next shoot. Okay. So there you go, Riley. I hope that answered your question. Appreciate Brad taking the time to come on and knock that one out for us. So in this episode, we're going to have some more interviews that we did from the 2019 SHOT Show there at the Buck Knives booth. I thought might interest some of you leadheads. Uh, so we've got Chris Avina. He's the editor of American Outdoor News is a newer digital online magazine uh, style website. So they do uh, outdoor articles, hunting articles, and he's based out of New York. He and I also talk about deer hunting in New York. So it was a good interview with Chris, not a real long one. I think you guys will enjoy that. And then the next interview that we're going to hit you with is Yehuda Reamer, which we've had Yehuda on before since our first interview He's kind of rebranded himself. Uh, he is now called the Pew Pew Jew. And uh, Yehuda is an author. And he also does some uh, some comical apparel. He does some t-shirts and things like that. So he's got a new book that's getting ready to come out. So the timing was perfect for me to release this interview with Yehuda. And you guys will enjoy this interview. We had a, a really good time. We talk about his books, his shirts, uh, Israeli gun laws, and um, the American Jewish 2A community. So uh, those are coming up in this episode. But before we do that, I want you guys to go and show some love to the sponsors of the Talking Lead podcast. The official optics of Talking Lead is right on optics, R-I-T-O-N, optics.com. As you guys are going and visiting our sponsors' websites, let them know 
that you are lead heads and that you really appreciate their support because without them, we wouldn't be able to bring this show to you guys each and every week. So go buy their products, let them know your lead heads. Right on Optics has some of the best scopes on the market today. I'll put them toe to toe with any other company out there. Absolutely love their scopes. The red dots are amazing. You guys have been seeing my post on Instagram, social media for the, for the AK corner. I've been getting some different type AKs in. We've been getting some Kalashnikov 12-gauge firearms in that are in the AK category. We've been getting Palmetto State Armory. We've been getting uh, Citri Arms and, of course, Pioneer Arms. And those red dots fit really nice on an AK-47. They've got that real low base that uh, you can switch to. uh, That is a perfect height for the AK-47. I'm going to try a scope on one of the rifles uh, here soon. I'm going to either use like a 1 to 5 or, or the 1 to 8 that Rydon has. But they're good for your hunting, for your target shooting, for your competition shooting. They've got a wide variety of scopes. Go check them out and buy their scopes. We have discount codes set up with our sponsors. Uh, it's typically Leadhead. So as you are going and visiting Rydon's website you're going to x steel targets x steel targets the best most affordable ar500 steel targets on the market today and you're buying those ar500 steel targets again let them know that you're a lead head how much you appreciate their support and use these discount codes if you try them and they don't work let me know uh, they they may have expired because they put time limits on some of these uh, they just need to uh, to renew them. But our sponsors are really good about hooking our subscribers up with amazing discounts. So go show them some love. Modern Spartan Systems for your gun cleaning and lubrication needs. Modern Spartan Systems got what you need. They've even got some, uh, some glass cleaner for your optics, for your scopes. It worked really, really good as we were out there in Utah. Uh, Charlie was uh, using the Modern Spartan Systems Accuracy Oil in his guns. They were using the Carbon Destroyer and the Copper Destroyer to clean those guns in between shoots. And uh, it was working really well. So go check them out, ModernSpartanSystems.com. And then, of course, Caltech, we're working on uh, getting a a discount code set up with them for their non-firearm items. They've got a nice web store. If you guys haven't checked it out, go check out Caltech's web store. They've got flashlight, knives, other types of gear like that. And then they've got, of course, their swag, their shirts, their hats, patches, uh, things along those lines. And of course, they got accessories for their firearms too. So if you're rocking their Sub 2000 or their PLR 16, which uh, I just did a nice upgrade to my PLR 16. You guys saw that I got some accessories in from Palmetto State Armory. And uh, I really changed the look of my PLR 16 pistol. I put a brace on it and a Midwest Industries handguard and it looks really nice. And we're going to get out there soon and uh, show you guys some videos and pictures of that along with uh, that 300 blackout that I upgraded the uh, Bo Frankenstein, talking about Bo Frankenstein 300 blackout. Got some, uh, some new furniture from Mission First Tactical. And it really dressed it up, made it look good on the 300 blackout and it really lightened it up. It made it lighter and uh, easier to carry. That's one that I've been using for for hunting. I really appreciated that reduction in weight. As we were in Utah, I got a new pair of Altai Gear boots. I got a pair of the black six-inch boots, and I wore those 
out in Colorado. I also, I also took my uh, my six inch tan ones, and they really took all the abuse that that uh, Utah salt flats area uh, was dishing out out there. It's some some rough terrain, really uh, dusty, rocky, and those boots were really comfortable. So make sure you go to Altai, get you guys some nice, comfortable, tough boots. AltaiGear.com. So what I want to do before we get into these interviews, I want to take care of a couple of jack wagons. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. I've been getting a lot of jack wagons from you lead heads, and I appreciate you sending those in. Last week we got an email from Kenny Ortega, and he had a whole slew of of jack wagons and I was only uh, able to read a couple of those so I'm going to go back to uh, Kenny's email here and we're going to read a couple of more of the jack wagons that he submitted Uh, and then there's a couple of more jack wagons that we're going to hit then we'll get into our interviews and then I want to come back and then we're going to talk about the opposite of jack wagons so here we go Kenny's first one here is a burglary suspect shot after breaking into home, undressing in girls' room. So this was around April 19th in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and it says, only two weeks after moving in, a family went through intense moments of terror after a 12-year-old girl said she found her next-door neighbor undressing in her bedroom. Uh, and it says, uh, it's initial fear, it's initial shock, it's initial trauma, said the girl's father, Allie Bracy. Police said Donald Oliver climbed through his neighbor's window on... I'm not going to read these addresses. So the neighbor, basically in a nutshell, this lunatic neighbor, Donald, climbed through the neighbor's window, uh, through the 12-year-old girl's window, took off his clothes, and then went into the kitchen. So the girl's in the room. She hid under her covers. I guess she had her phone with her, and she sent a text to her mother. And it quote says, we instantly got up because I'm like, who can be in the house? When we saw him, I was just in shock, said the girl's mother. He turned around and he growled at me. He growled like, grrr. <laughs> Allie Bracey said, he growled at me. And when he growled at me, I attacked him. I grabbed a broom. I started whacking him with a broom. Says uh, Bracey shot Oliver several times during the struggle. Says we're still tussling. I'm punching, punching, punching him. It's like it's being effective, but at the time we're fighting, I'm screaming, get something, grab something, get something, grab something. And next thing I know, he got shot. Oliver was brought into a courtroom in a wheelchair Monday. Uh, That's the guy who went through the window. He pleaded not guilty to burglary. Burglary? He pleaded not guilty to burglary, assault, and drug possession. Uh, So uh, somewhere in that struggle, the broom turned into a gun. So it's unclear as to when, where, how the firearm came into play. But obviously this guy had some uh, either mental problems or his mental state was altered because of the drugs. And that happened in Kentucky. So the next one is, let's see where this one occurs. So this is Minneapolis, Minnesota. And Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey, or Frey, it's F-R-E-Y, has banned the city's police, and this is in quotes, fear-based, comma, warrior-style, in quotes, training. 
whether they are on or off duty. So let's see. Let's read more about this. Frey announced the prohibition during the Frey or Fry announced the prohibition during the State of the City address on Thursday and boasted that Minneapolis is the first city in the country to completely ban such training for police officers. Warrior style training teaches students to remain vigilant about their surroundings in order to identify and quickly react to potential threats to their lives and the lives of others. Such training encourage officers to act decisively and places a high value on officer survival above all else. When you're conditioned to believe that every person encounter possesses a threat to your existence, you simply cannot be expected to build meaningful relationships with those same people, Frey said, according uh, to WCCO. What fear-based training teaches is not inherent to the human psyche. It's learned. So I'm not really sure what they mean by fear-based training teaches. Uh, What fear-based training teaches is not inherent to the human psyche. I mean, the human psyche is survival. You know, that, that's the, the core of, of all humans is survival, and it's self-survival, self-preservation. So fear, they call it fear-based. I don't understand because pretty much all your, your learning, your training is fear-based. I mean, you learn to swim. You're trained how to swim because of the fear of drowning. You're trained and learn not to touch hot stoves or to play with fire uh, for fear of burning something down or burning yourself. Architects are trained and learn how to build better buildings so they don't collapse and fall in and kill people. So um, this sounds to me like another made-up leftist, leftist politician term that they're just labeling something to make them sound like heroes. Or like they're actually making a difference in something that doesn't really exist. So it goes on to say, effective immediately, Minneapolis officers can no longer participate in so-called fear-based training, even on their own time. I don't, I don't see how they can dictate what someone does on their own time when they're not. That's, that, to me, sounds like a violation of their, their civil rights, for one. And it goes on to say, courses like this reinforce the thinking that everyone is out to get police officers. Uh, Police Executive Research Forum Executive Director Chuck Wexler said dismissively, this teaches officers if you hesitate, you could lose your life, which is very true. It is the exact opposite of the way many police chiefs are going. <laughs> it's, so this is, this is very, again, confusing, and that's what these, these leftist mind-thinking politicians do. Is that, I mean, they just... You just got to sit here and scratch your head. You just can't figure out what they're wanting to accomplish by doing this. Fear-based warrior-style seminars are banned. I just, I don't get it. So anyway, Mayor Jacob Frey, welcome to the jack wagon train, goober. So one more uh, from our good buddy, Kenny Ortega. Want to give uh, give him some justice here. He sent several of these in. Um, and to give him credit, he's gone all over the country here. So these aren't all in one area. This one is in Elk Grove. 
Sacramento. I think this is in the Sacramento, California area. So it says, police officers recovering after accidentally shooting each other. It says, on Saturday night around 11 p.m., police received the call of a travel trailer burglary in the area of, uh, in this, this area in Sacramento. The caller also said he saw a man move a gun from the pocket of his pants pocket to a sweatshirt pocket. An officer responded to the call and contacted a male and female near the trailer. The officer followed him to the Walgreens parking lot near Laguna and Franklin. And by then, another officer showed up, according to a statement in the Elk Grove Police Department. One officer was on either side of the suspect facing each other. The suspect then repeatedly moved toward one of the officers with his hands near his waistband, and that's when the officer started firing, hitting the suspect and each other. All three men were taken to the hospital. Each officer suffered a non-life-threatening wound to their lower leg. Says both officers were released from the hospital. The suspect has been in, identified as a 41-year-old man. He is still at the hospital being treated for his injuries. Says once released, uh, he'll be booked for multiple charges, including felon in possession of a firearm and resisting arrest. And it says that the incident remains under investigation. So, uh, sounds like these guys didn't get enough training. Anyway, so thank you to... Kenny Ortega for sending those in. And then two more that I want to touch on, and I'm not going to uh, really get into details on these, but it's the uh, the two school shootings that happened recently, the one in Waynesville, North Carolina, and the one in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. There were two school shootings there that uh, could have been much worse than they were if it weren't for student heroes that stepped up and sacrificed themselves by charging the gunmen. And in one case, it was multiple gun people and uh, thwarting their efforts and delaying them enough that authorities uh, had the opportunity to get there and restrain the, the shooters. So we're concentrating more on those people in this, and that's where we're going to get into what do we call these these heroes, these patriots, these fill in the blanks, and you know the opposite of jack wagons, and that's where we're going after these interviews that I just told you about earlier. So, Gunny, get that train out of here and roll that beautiful bean footage. So we got a um, a World War II veteran that's going to come by later today. His name's Al Mamprey. He's one of the last surviving members of Easy Company, Band of Brothers. Wow. That's uh, 97 years old. God bless him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back at the 2019 SHOT Show, and we are broadcasting from the lead quarters, which happens to be the Buck Knives booth this year. So big thanks to Buck Knives for making this possible. And we're at day three, and we're going to kick the day off with uh, a new magazine for you lead heads to subscribe to. It's called American Outdoor News. And joining me, I've got Chris Avina. Yes, sir. Chris is the, uh, I guess you're the creator and I'm editor. The and editor and uh, the writer and head bottle washer. <laughs> head bottle washer. So how did you uh, how'd you come up with the idea of starting a magazine? Well, 
uh, I was speaking to somebody about purchasing their magazine. Okay. And uh, their numbers didn't work with uh, the price they were asking for it. And it was kind of one of those hold my beer moments. You know? <laughs> right. I said, I don't need you. I, you know, I can do this on my own. Yeah. And he rather indignantly said, yeah, go ahead. So I did. There you go. <laughs> and how long has this been out now? Uh, we just finished our first year. Okay. And uh, it's a quarterly digital magazine. And I got to say, I am very blessed in this industry because a lot of friends have stepped up uh, and have written for me. Uh, Larry Wiseun writes for me in every issue. Right. God bless Larry. He's an awesome guy. Um, Craig Boddington has written for me. Craig Brittany Boddington. Radigan. Yeah, he's supposed to come be on the show. Okay. Craig is a great guy. Craig Very is a, a brand ambassador for one of our sponsors, Ride On Optics. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Boddington has written for me. Okay. Um, Gus Kenjemi from Living the Wildlife TV writes about every hunt he goes on for me and Gus is a, a fellow New Yorker, and he's a great guy, and uh, we just have a lot of laughs together. So, uh, so you're from New York. I yes, can tell by the accent. <laughs> <laughs> so content-wise, I, I think it's outstanding. It's uh, diverse. It's not just a hunting magazine. It's an outdoor magazine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember Judge Julie McGinnis from Hunting with the Judge. Way no. Back when. I, mm -mm. She used to have a show, Hunting with the Judge. Um, cool. And she had an accident guiding a hunt where she was shot at point blank range by oh, somebody damn. she was guiding. Uh, she's a walking miracle. So she's alive. She's alive. Oh, thank God. How long ago did this happen? Oh, God. Close to nine, ten years, give or take. Okay. Uh, she wrote about summoning Kilimanjaro, uh, physical ailments and all. Yeah. Uh, she wrote about uh, swimming with sharks in the Galapagos Islands. Sweet. And in my spring issue, she wrote a, she wrote about um, climbing to uh, base camp in Everest. Nice. So Julie is an incredible lady. Uh, she's with, one of your writers? She's one of my writers, and she just has a passion for life and a, a thirst for adventure. And uh, she's a great friend and I can't say enough good things about very her. Cool. She's very inspirational. Now you said this is a digital magazine. Are you doing any any print as well? No. Strictly digital. I, um, I, I honestly believe print is dying in the magazines. I okay. get a lot of magazines and... This is where I was going with, with uh, you know, with, with my line of questioning uh, because, yeah, a lot of the magazines, especially the ones who aren't switching over to, to digital, you know, they're just, they're having a really tough time. And I hate to I hate to see that because, you know, the tangibility of a magazine. You know, I still yeah, like that. I know? do too. Yeah. Uh, you see well-established magazines cutting their subscriptions from a monthly to a bi-monthly because of um, cost. Just yeah. The cost of print and, you know, like you said, I have magazines at my house that I'm like, oh, that looks like a great article, and I put it down, and the next month. The next issue comes. I'm like, damn! I didn't even get to read the last issue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We've got three, you know, months of, of magazines there that I've not even touched yet. But uh, the digital age, you know, it's kind of where it's at, and uh, I'm glad to see that you are you're embracing that. Now you're you're somewhere probably around my age. I'm 48. Oh, I got, I'm upwards of you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned 56. Okay. Well, I mean, we're kind of the same era. Yeah. You know. Uh, and, you know, for folks like us, it's kind of been hard to adapt to some of this, this new technology with the, 
the Twitters and the Instagrams and you know the it has. the face pages and all that. Um, but uh, that's where it's at. And to be in this industry now, you know, the gun industry is probably one of the slowest to adapt to to technology. You know, especially when it comes to the media side of things. It is, and yeah. uh, you still got a lot of the old school guys running. You know, some of these companies. Yeah, and you see a lot of younger people coming in with uh, the digital ideas, and it's like they're going kicking and screaming into the 21st century. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I'm glad to see that you have you have embraced it, and you're still, uh, you know, I'm looking at your your brochure that you've given me here. So, is, even though it's digital, does it still have a magazine kind of feel to it as you as you're it going does. through it? It does. It does. I uh, I looked at a lot of different softwares, and uh, some of the traditional looking magazines where you turn the page uh, they're painfully slow right turning the page and uh, waiting for them to load sometimes yeah, yeah and for me I, I'll, I'll just click out of it and you know I'm, I'm done with it yeah uh, I think mine is uh, free-flowing uh, you scroll across to the articles that you want to see uh, and once you uh, get to an article you want to read you scroll up and down and it's uh, it's interactive there are video uh, as well as um, uh, the print that you could read. Okay. Uh, if you're in a rush, you could just watch an interview with um, uh, Jim Shockey or uh, Lee and Tiffany. Uh, I did a great interview with Joe Montagna from Gun Stories. Cool. Joe was a very interesting guy. I'll bet. There's a lot more to Joe than meets the eye. He's, yeah. uh, he's a very He's a gracious, great ambassador for our industry. Yeah. And a very humble man, too. Very nice. I'd love to get him on the show sometimes. So if you got any... You know, connections with him. Tell me he needs to come do the Talking Lead podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to have him on. Uh, so uh, what I what I want to ask you, you know, what I hate about the digital, going to some of these websites, which, you know, a magazine, you don't get this, but, you know, you get those pop-ups. Mm-hmm. And that's what kills me on some of these. Uh, like when I try to go read a news article or something like that, and, then, you know, I get just get inundated with these pop-ups with, you know, go click here, go see this. Yep. You know, as I'm re- it just takes away from the story as I'm reading it. Do you guys combat that on your website? I don't do any of that. Uh, I want you to go to the magazine, and I want you to get exactly what you're going for. Okay. Um, there's so ads. you're fighting the pop-ups and all. Yeah, that. there's. Yeah. You know, I run ads for you know sponsors like everybody else. I mean, we're, sure. we're here to well, you know, to make money, turn yeah. a profit. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But if you want to click on their advertisement. It'll take you right to their website. Yeah. If you don't, you just scroll right past it. Yeah. Uh, but that's that goes as part of your of your the order of your magazine where you got a story, and then maybe you've got an advertiser page like you do in a traditional magazine, and then you turn the page, and then you got another story. Is that yes. how that that exactly. flows? Uh-huh. Perfect. I like that. I like that idea. I'm uh, I'm making it more interactive. There's more video. Uh, I have a cooking section called the Cooking Corner. Okay. Uh, my uh, my um, writer for that section is Chef Derek St. Romain, and he is, oh, my God. He right? sounds like he would be a good chef. <laughs> He's originally from Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, a transplant to North Carolina, but this guy is so creative with his cooking, and just nice. looking at his pictures, it makes your mouth water. Yeah. Does but, he um, have a restaurant somewhere? He just uh, He just bought a... Um, a food truck. Okay. Uh, and those seem to be gaining a lot of popularity. They really as well. Are. Yeah. They, they've always been around in New York. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm from Tennessee, 
And, uh, I mean, you don't really see those, you know, especially in, you know, the Nashville area, the Mm -hmm. outskirts of the the big city. Um, But, yeah, we're starting to see more and more of those. I live in Murfreesboro. I've ordered. I'd say it's a little uh, town. It's one of the fastest growing in the nation. But. I've ordered ribs online from Tennessee, and they delivered it to me. Oh overnight. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Did you order from Memphis? Uh, yeah, I did. Get your ribs from Memphis? <laughs> yes, I did. Very nice. So uh, I didn't know you could do that too. So you uh, can order order from another state, and they'll ship it to you. I ordered. Is it st- good? Fresh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just warm it up and it's good to go it's ready to go i nice. get stone crabs from miami i get crawfish from louisiana yeah i've done that before <laughs> i've gotten crawfish from louisiana because that's not too far from tennessee there's several places there in tennessee that you know they go down like twice a week and get fresh seafood and they bring it up yeah it's nothing like fresh food oh, i'm telling you man i love it so you you cover cuisine in your magazine you cover hunting um you cover do you do more of uh, like the traditional outdoors hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, shooting sports. So, uh, do you get in? I was going to add, do you get into like the competition three gun shooting and uh, uh, things a like lot that? of a lot of skeet and trap okay. shooting. Um, More of the Lorraine Lawrence is stuff. a um, uh, my writer for that section. Lorraine Lawrence is a professional uh, trap shooter. Okay, and she competes. And she writes about her, you know, her exploits. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine is a good writer. She has some great content and um, a lot of insight to the sport. Cool. Uh, so give everybody your website where they can go and check out American Outdoor News. Uh, you can subscribe to American Outdoor News at www.americanoutdoornews.com. That easy. Uh, yeah. Very easy. And we're about to launch a new section this year called the 2A. And I'm calling it the two-way because it's about the Second Amendment. Okay. And it's going to be interactive. It's uh, all video where I'm interviewing people about the Second Amendment. Nice. We all know the broad-brushed definition of the Second Amendment. Right. Uh, Right to bear arms, blah, blah, blah. But to each and every one of us, it means something personal. Right. And that's what I want. Nice. In this video, there's going to be something in each issue. Uh, So if you want to comment... Please let us know. Okay. And um, we're always striving to, for new things. This year's covers, uh, we already have Eva Shockey, Jana Waller, Melissa Bachman, and Larry Wazoon already committed to my covers for this year. So Very we're looking cool. for an exciting year. Yeah, well, good job, man. I mean, we're all about the 2A here. That's, that's what our, our podcast revolves around. And uh, our listeners know that we do it in a positive light. We keep the negativity out, but we're all about educating, uh, keeping it positive, keeping the. We try to keep politics out as much as possible. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes it's hard to do, uh, but uh, sometimes you got to touch on some of that stuff because we got to get people motivated. We got to get them active in uh, contacting their representatives, their senators, yeah, and uh, in protecting our rights. So, I'm glad to, to hear that you guys are dedicating a section just for that. That's awesome. Well, we're always expanding, and you know, we want to bring more people into the outdoors. That and, is, you know. And we, you said you're from New York. Are you still in New York? You still live in New York? I still live in uh, Long Island. Okay. So, I mean, one of the the heaviest regulated you know states as far as gun control goes. Yes, it is. And uh, you know, you're there representing our community. I mean, that's great. We appreciate you doing that because a lot of people just give up and they move. But we need people like you to stay in these areas like California and New York and in those areas and keep fighting the good fight. We need to have a voice. You know, the left is uh, 
defined what the Second Amendment is, and they put it out there, and uh, that's what the masses believe. But right. we need to get our story out there. Absolutely. We need to have people tell them what it means to them. We and have it, to educate. You know, the Second Amendment isn't about hunting. No, not uh, at all. Yeah, you know, and that's their definition. It's furthest thing from the truth. You know, we're, we're here to protect ourselves, protect our families. Right. Uh, and Second Amendment was there to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. There you go, and that's the key right there. And, you know, it's... It's, it's not necessarily a foreign tyrannical government either. No, it's about ours. And, uh, you know, we have come to that point where, you know, we're either going to stand up and protect ourselves, protect our constitutional right that they're trying to take away. Um, because once we lose our constitutional right to bear arms, your right to free speech is right behind it. Absolutely. Your right to due process you know, is that, right behind that. And that brings up another thing is we can't let our history get erased either. You know? Well, you can't sanitize history. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's made our country what it is today. And I still believe that we are a great country, and we do have the potential uh, to do fantastic things. Absolutely. Um, they are not teaching American history to our kids in school. I'm teaching my son American history. Yeah. And, you know, my tax dollars, I don't know where they're going, <laughs> but uh, if I have to teach my kid about how our country came to be, yeah. And not uh, just our country, but how you know how things went down in other countries too, like Germany. Yeah, you know, World War II, what that was all about. A lot of kids don't Korea. know about the Holocaust. Yeah, and that's that's a travesty. You know, and that's that's exactly the model that you know we should use as an example as to what not to do in this country. You know, when the government gets that powerful and they they de-arm their citizens, look what happens. History repeats itself. Guarantee if those people had firearms to be able to defend themselves, it would be a completely different story. Well, that's the first thing they did. They disarmed them. Yeah. That's the first step. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just happened there. It's happened in many other countries as well. Yeah, maybe that's that. great, man. I'm glad that you guys are, are doing this, uh, keeping the you know, the, the magazine look and feel on your website, keeping it kind of traditional. That's awesome. And, you know, the tr tradition of the outdoors is important. Me as a kid, I loved being in the outdoors. Um, I brought up my son in the same manner, uh, being in the outdoors. Um, he's not a hunter. You know, my son is more or less a tree hugger. I love him just the same. Sure. My only requirement was that he uh, learned to handle a firearm. Yeah, be able he, to defend himself and others. Yeah, he likes to shoot. And not just against people, but I mean, if he's going to be out in the you know the woods. Yeah. There's, there's things out there that can get you, too. Ooh, we got a lot of bear up there in New York by us. So. Yeah. Now, do they is bear hunting allowed up there? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And uh, it's what kind of what kind of hunting can you do in New York? Uh, well, what can you use to hunt with? Everything. You can. Okay. Uh, rifle, bow, crossbow, muzzleloader. Um, we have bear, deer, turkey, bobcat, coyote. Uh, grouse okay uh, and on Long Island uh, believe it or not Long Island is the only North American landmass that does not have coyote so there's no natural there are no natural predators for the deer on Long Island which makes them grow very old and very big yeah. <laughs> and the population big too I'm sure well traditionally they were always out east in the Hamptons by the vineyards but 
it could only sustain so many deer, right. food source. So they started moving west, and they'll be as far as Queens in probably the next few years. How's deer season work there? Uh, it's bow and shotgun only. Bow and shotgun only. And is it, what are the, the time frames? They actually extended it from October through January. Okay. Uh, because nice. of the population. Uh, there's a lot of politics going on there. They'll hire sharpshooters to try and uh, pale down or cull down. The, oh, why would they do that? Why don't they just open it up to more hunters? They could generate funds instead of spending millions exactly. on sharpshooters. That's one of the driving issues on Long Island. Uh, another that thing makes no is, sense. Yeah. Another thing is uh, Lyme disease. Uh, it's running rampant on Long Island, and these deer you can literally deer. see deer ticks hanging off their face. Right. Um, I don't hunt Long Island for the particular reason I don't want to contract Lyme disease. Uh, it's a debilitating. <laughs> so it's that bad, huh? It's a debilitating disease. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I've known people that have been bedridden for a long time. Yeah. Uh, with Lyme disease. There's no known cure that's going to work across the board for sure. you or for me. Uh, it's more so that's a legitimate big issue. Oh, yeah. Up it's there growing. With Not the just in New York. It's growing across the country now. Um, is that yeah. due to the uh, deer population spreading it? Uh, well, it's well, I know it's the ticks. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's mice. It's birds. Just all the, yeah, the varmints. Um, but can you shoot squirrel there? Oh, sure. Huh? Is there like a season for squirrel? Can you just any time of the year? Uh, there is a season. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. know I can shoot them during deer season. <laughs> keep a pellet gun in my stand just to you know, plank at them when the deer aren't around. <laughs> right. Now, what part do you live in New York? I live on Long Island. You live on Long uh, Island. Okay. I have a club up in uh, Monticello about two hours away, um, which is fantastic. We have 600 acres. Nice. 60-acre um, lake. That sounds beautiful. It's fantastic. Now, how do you become a member of this club? Well, I am on the board. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to go uh, to New York, Annie. You know, she loves New York. Uh, come visit anytime. She's a New York fan. So how did you get into um, the firearms industry, the gun industry? And how long have you been in it? Well, it's funny. I was out hunting one day, sitting in my stand thinking how I could, you know, do this full time. And uh, the name See Me Hunt popped into my head. And I'm like, well, I kind of like that name, but I don't know what the hell to do with it. Right. So it's I, catchy. I, I kind of thought about it for a while, and I had an idea, and I'm the furthest thing from a techie, so I uh, drew my idea out on storyboards, and I had somebody build me a social network for hunters. So it's, to use a comparison, it's kind of like Facebook for hunters. Okay. Um, SeeMeHunt.com? SeeMeHunt.com. Okay. Talk about that. Uh, That's different than your outdoor news. It is. Okay. It is. We're all under the same umbrella. But, yeah. uh, I mean, we've got a lot of hunters that listen to this podcast as well. So, Well, See Me Hunt is um, a, a place where you can meet like-minded individuals, uh, talk about hunting, uh, find outfitters, um, compare uh, your experiences, share your experiences without being inhibited by somebody saying, hey... <laughs> You can't do that. Right. You can't. I don't like that picture. Uh, it's very regulated. Uh, there's no antis on the page because I delete them right away. There you go. And uh, it, it's just a great place. How long have you had this guy been running? Uh, I've had Sydney Hunt about eight years. Okay. Uh, and it kind of started out as a hobby. And I've now, is it is it for 
nationwide? It's worldwide. Worldwide? I have people from Africa to Alaska on there. Cool. And it's um, you know, a wide range of game, a uh, wide range of experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, there's blogs, there's forums. You have a I wall check to, it out, yeah. There's a wall to share your experiences on, uh, your pictures, your videos, links to different sites, or your own blog. Uh, cool. Feel free to write your own blog on there if you like. Okay. Very good. SeeMeHunt.com. Check that out, Leadheads. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you coming by and letting our Leadheads know about uh, your magazine and uh, your social network here, SeeMeHunt.com. That's very cool, man. I appreciate you taking, letting me uh, come and bend your ear for a little while. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, guys, check them out, AmericanOutdoorNews.com. And I'm sure you guys are on Instagram, Facebook, all that. Uh, we're on Instagram as SeeMeHunt.com. Uh, we're on Facebook as SeeMeHunt.com and American News. Okay. Uh, AmericanOutdoorNews.com. Okay. Um, or you could just hit me up on Facebook, Chris Avina, and uh, shoot me any questions you want. We're always open to new topics. We're always looking to expand and try to stay in touch with what the industry's doing right and what people are thinking. There you go. All right, guys, we're going to be back with more for the 2019 SHOT Show here at the Lead Quarters, Buck Knives. All right, let's just say a sentence. My name is Yehuda Lima, and I'm the Pew Pew Jew. And I'll have to turn you up a little bit. Pew Pew Jew. Have you, have you always had the Pew Pew Jew? No. Someone, uh, people in the industry started calling me that just because. Did you have it at uh, NRA when we met? No. So, okay. I mean. Yes and no. People mentioned, like, started calling me it then, but I didn't think to actually turn it into a business yet. Okay. It was a few months later that I right. light bulbed. Very cool. All right, guys. Uh, as you can hear, I've got a guest in the house here at the 2019 SHOT Show. This is day three, and we are at the official lead quarters at Buck Knives. And you may recognize the voice. It's been a while since we've had him on, but we've got Yehuda Reamer none other than the pew pew jew <laughs> how are you good to be back the pew pew jew that's funny man how, how did you come up with that so being probably the only orthodox jew in the actual advocacy side of the gun industry um i know there's jews who own guns but i'm talking about the advocacy side itself being vocal about it a lot of my friends started calling me the pew pew jew <laughs> and it took, took me a couple months but then you know i had my light bulb moment right and all of a sudden i was like hey I'm a capitalist. Let's, uh, let's brand that. Let's brand that and make some money, and it's been great so far. So, for you guys who don't know who Yehuda is, uh, he's an author, and we had him on at NRA. Was it last year or year before last? Last year, Dallas. Yeah, last year in Dallas, and uh, he's got a book out. Let's talk about your book real quick. Yeah, my book is called Safety On. It's an introduction to the world of firearms for children. The book is designed specifically for children. It's not for parents to preach to children. It's easy enough to read if you're six, seven years old, just learning to read, or if you're 10 years old and you know, you're reading already, but it's not baby enough that it'll turn the kid off. And it touches on all areas of gun safety, whether you know, where, what to do if you find a gun somewhere it's not supposed to be, range rules, living with guns in the home, proper storage, respecting firearms and uh, I converted that to a coloring book to further the educational process so kids could actually internalize the message by visualizing it themselves when they color it 
And uh, those are my two books. And I have the ABCs of Guns, which is also a pretty fun book. Very good. And where can people get those books? You can get them at Amazon. If you want signed copies, you can go to thepewpewjew.com. <laughs> I love that. Now, you've, uh, you've really taken your, your branding to the next level. And now you're offering swag. You've got shirts and mugs and hats and you know, pretty much anything people want. I mean, you're wearing one right now. It's, it's pretty sweet. I like it. It's got uh, a, a figure that you would think would be Moses coming off the, the mountain with the Ten Commandments, but he's holding his two tablets. One says 2A and one says God-given right. And he's holding a AR-15, baby. I love that. Yeah, that awesome. um, I, I decided to do a lot of biblical shirts, uh, kind of humor, you know, a little... Uh, sure. Just, I, I, ironic. Ironic. And, you know, unfortunately in this industry, there's a lot of people who... And, and don't get me wrong, guns are obviously a very serious thing. They're sure. not something that should be taken lightly, but... No, but I, at the same time, you know, you look at the, the liberal side of things and how over the top that they you know they make make it out to be and how evil they make them out to be and you gotta you gotta bring some humor to that you got a hundred percent you gotta bring some humor so a lot of my shirts are are biblical related that um you know i have one of samson standing on a pile of bodies flexing his muscles it says welcome to the gun show uh so just a lot of shirts like that but then i also took it it in a, a bit of a different direction too that aren't necessarily biblical related just just, just good, funny, fun shirts, very much like grunt style and Ranger up, but instead of being, I mean, not that my shirts aren't patriotic, but instead of being like solely You're, patriotic or military, it's devoted right. to Second Amendment. Being the door issues. kicker type type of humor, exactly. This and, and is your every guy, everyday guy kind of kind of humor, right? And, and it's specifically that everybody can relate to, exactly. Because not everybody's a door kicker, you know. Right, exactly. Oh, and, and that's a badass. It is. No. It, it's and devoted specifically to Second Amendment, not necessarily. You know, I mean, Chief I have dog, you know, military right, law exa- enforcement. Exactly. I mean, I Second have. Amendment. I have one really good one that uh, I'm going to start pushing for July Fourth. It's a picture of a bomb falling, and the bomb is, has the American flag in it, uh-huh. and it says "Freedom Bomb," but the F in freedom is red, and so is the bomb, and the f- the rest of freedom is blue. So it's my F bomb shirt. F bomb. <laughs> so like yeah, you know, like I, I just have a good good time with it. Just. So you just sit around, you come up with an idea, and then you're like, eh, let me design something around that. Yeah, I, I have my, my core group of uh, friends online who I bounce ideas off. I'm like, hey, this is my new concept. What do you think? Right. Some of them have told me, like, don't do like, it. Like, <laughs> like I, I designed one. Um, like, don't do that one, Yehuda. <laughs> well, I, 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 had, I had one of my buddies. Uh, I, I designed an AK-47 with the words, every Jew is uh, a 762 in it. Right, meaning every Jew should own a, a, a rifle, not just a 22. Right. Um, and my buddy's like, you know, I think you should scratch that idea. I'm like, why? He goes, well, the weapon used by terrorists across the world is an AK-47, and Jews have had a lot of terrorism. So you're kind of saying every Jew should get a 762 bullet in them. And yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, kill the Jews. Yeah, exactly, kill the Jews. And like, I'm an, ortho- I'm an Orthodox Jew, right? So yeah. I'm like. Wow, I'm glad I bounced that idea off you because that makes perfect sense. Right. But I, I redid the shirt to fit inside a Galil. But the AK is not just for the terrorists anymore. We no. are we are changing that stigma of the AK-47 on the Talking Lead AK Corner. Right. Our 12-part monthly series that we're doing, sponsored by Pioneer Arms Corps. Um, but I think you should do something with that 
did, I mean, with that well, idea. Well, I did with a Galil, a, a, a old Galil. Okay. Uh, the Israeli rifle. I don't, I don't think it's the rifle that's really the issue. I think it was the way that you worded it was the issue. Well, it just rhymes. There, there's a very famous saying uh, that they've been saying for years called every, every Jew a 22. Uh-huh. But I'm like, no, uh, no, you need something a little more powerful than a 22. Uh, so every Jew a 762 has that rhyme. Every Jew at 762? A762. Every Jew A762. And I used a Galil, um, old school Galil. So that way it. Every Jew should own a. a okay. You know, but a if you got like rifle. a picture of somebody holding a Galil or something like that, or you just well, have you, the Galil? You, well, it's just the Galil going okay. across your chest and inside okay. the actual rifle. It's I, th- I think an AK 47 in that, ca- in that case would have been fine. Yeah, you know what? Unfortunately, Jews, Jew, there's a lot of Jews that would probably got offended. And by the, uh, by, by the AK? Yeah, they're like, you know, you could have been a little more sensitive. I'm like, all right, I, I'm, I'm not looking to... Look, I'm not afraid to... The Germans didn't use AKs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, no, I, look, I'm not looking, I'm not looking to offend everybody, and I'm not, I understand. you know, but... I mean, you're not just, looking to appease everybody right, either. Exactly, yeah. and, and I figured... But the Jewish community is going to get that more than... Exactly. Yeah, than exactly. Me, you know, because you had to explain to me, I didn't... <laughs> right, no, exactly. But the Jews will be like, "Yeah, dude, that that's just not funny." I'm now, what was what what was the uh, every Jew a twenty two? Was that a gun? A twenty two? Uh, yeah, like, like a like a twenty two. Okay, and that's a, that's a famous saying. Or? Yeah, in the Jewish world, it's a famous saying. Every Jew a twenty two, but I've always hated it because uh, who wants to carry around twenty two? Nobody exactly. carries twenty twos no, anymore. Right, exactly. So I kind of turned that into every Jew is seven six two, and just ran with that one. You could have gone two two three. Every Jew at two, two, three. You could still change it. You could change each caliber for people who right. like the different calibers. Yeah, yeah, I can work on that. You could do that too. I can definitely work on that. <laughs> anyway, I'm full of ideas too. Uh, I'm nonstop with ideas. Hi. <laughs> yes, you know it. <laughs> so, uh, talk about some of the other designs. I mean, you've got like 50 different shirts, yeah. logos, or something. Um, God, I have. Uh, I have one of... What's um, the one you're most proud of? Oh, one I'm most proud of. Um, I don't know. This one I, I, I haven't released yet, but I think it's funny as hell, and I, I'm very excited for it. The Speak and Says. Okay, so you guys remember the old Speak and Says. Uh, they had the, the little wheel around, you little hand carry thing, and then you've got a bomb in the middle, and then you've got... A finger saying pew pew. You got an AR that says bang bang. Uh, a grenade that says, and I have. It says frag out. Frag out. That's kind of cool. I like that. So I have that one. I have, um, you know, the famous statue of the thinker? Yeah. So I have uh, another one that, a little play on that. We did a limited run uh, on the operator game. Okay. You remember it? Yeah, yeah of course. The operation. Operate, yeah, operation, and it had all the you know the hand, mm-hmm. the funny bone, and the elbow bone. You know, they had funny yeah, names yeah, for, for the sure. bones. Uh, but we had like tactical names on That's all awesome. that stuff. That's awesome. Um, I can't remember all the stuff, but we did that with 1776. There might still be some of those left, but I don't think there's any left. Oh yeah, I like that. It says I think, therefore I am armed. And then it says it in Latin. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to even try to pronounce the Latin. Can you, do you speak Latin? <laughs> not at all. Not a word. I, I found that online, that cu- that phrase. And and he's holding a pistol. The, yeah. thi- the thinker. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have like just a lot of... Uh, oh, just in time for Valentine's Day, if anyone wants. Do you know Aaron Childress? 
Sounds so familiar. So he, I've become friendly with him and his wife uh, over the last uh, year, and they kind of inspired me to make a shirt. Okay. So you got, a, you got a woman and a man. Man's got a beard and a tie. She's wearing a dress. It kind of looks like the, the, the bathroom people who symbol. go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. yeah, the bathroom symbols. And it says, Wholesome AF. She's holding, looks like an AR, and he's got an AK. Yep. Nice. So a nice couple's shirt for uh, down. that, man. Yeah. So, so uh, let's, yeah. let's, you're talking about, you know, the Jewish community and the Second Amendment. I mean, it's probably a, a lot, a lot larger community than we, than we really think about. Yeah. Uh, th- so it, it's very interesting. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm th- talking more of American, American Jewry, American right? American yeah. Jewry, because you know we got the Israelis that are huge into the, yeah, the firearms ha- industry. But I, right, ha- but it happens to be though, uh, gun laws in Israel are horrible. I mean, we're talking about if we had the same gun laws you know you're talking about revolutionary war style I mean yeah. you can only own one firearm at a time there you can't have more than 50 rounds in the home really yeah I mean it's it's and, and whatever firearm you have I, I believe it has to be on the, the the name of the firearm which has to be on your your carry card uh-huh. um, so if you're if you're carrying I mean uh, I mean I know Glocks are insanely expensive but if, if you're carrying a Glock but your card they're like expensive Smith in Weapon, Israel well yeah I think they're like double the price. Really? Yeah. Okay. But if you're carrying a Glock and you get stopped and your card says that you own the Smith & Wesson, I mean... You're in deep duty. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're done. Now, well, let's talk about... I mean, you brought that up. Let's talk about the, the Israeli gun laws. I mean, you're kind of hitting on them right there. Uh, you would think that a country as small as Israel is and as many enemies that you have surrounding you, that they would want every citizen armed to the teeth, you know? But it, it doesn't sound like that. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know why they have And every citizen, laws. they have to serve in the military, too. Yes. I mean, it's a requirement. Right. So it's not like they're not trained right. and can't use a you know a firearm like here in America. Right. No, 100%. Um, I don't know why they have these laws. Uh, that I've never figured out. But but they've always been? That's yeah. the way it's always been? Yeah. And they, they've actually pushed very hard. I think, I think it's actually, if I remember, I think it might be illegal, but don't. Take sure. my word for that. On that, um, I don't believe you are allowed to have a round chambered. Even so even you the, can't have one in a pipe. Nope. Even even the military do not have a round chambered. Hmm. Um, they do practice very very uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, they enforce that but, law. Right. But they they, they it, it, when you're carrying when you're in the military it, they practice a lot to. Holster, uh, unholster, rack very quickly and get on target. Sure, like super quick. Yeah. And I've seen that. Well, it's all in how you train. You know, there are right. people you know concealed carry here in America that don't carry, you know, one in the chamber. Right. And I, I personally do. Hey, Paul. And and there happens to be a friend of mine uh, pointed out that the and this is what he said. I, I didn't look into it, but he was in the Israeli army. He said the the accidental discharge in Israel is basically zero. So you don't hear any kids shooting There's no themselves. such thing as an accidental. It's a negligent discharge. Uh, sorry, sorry you're, you're right. I'm just kidding. For, I mean, freaking I'm, day three, day three of yeah, uh, yeah. Sacho. I'm, uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know the accidental discharge has been, a, and we used to say it all the time. But you know, well, when I say accident, I'm saying like even in terms of uh, kids being sure a- accidentally or yeah. But uh, American Jewry is, is very interesting. Uh, you know, you have in the Orthodox world, you have a lot of gun owners. But at the same time, it's still a taboo subject, so you, you don't have a lot of them um, 
now do speaking out that oh we're gun owners they're not being vocal about it do they have to, to in order to personally carry do they have to go to take some sort of a, a test or register or I mean obviously they've yes. got to have a card in Israel or or in, in Israel in Israel yeah it's a very stringent test um, I th- I believe you have to go once a year to qualify as well as get like a psychological evaluation but okay. again don't quote me on that sure um, and how long does that card last once you get it is it something you got to renew I think you every have to renew year it every every year every three years something along those lines okay and I'm sure there's some sort of a, a, a fee or something that you have to pay for that or not uh, that I don't that know. you don't know yeah that, that I'm not sure okay interesting I haven't really talked about and you know Mikey Hartman I don't know if you know Mikey uh, over at um, CAA Hartman Optics. Never no. met Mikey? Nope. I'm going to introduce you to Mikey. Anyway, Mikey is uh, uh, from Israel. Okay. I think he's lived in America most of his life, though, but uh, he does the CAA accessories. And okay. He's developed his own optic and thing like that. I should introduce it to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about the Jewish, you know, 2A community in America. Right. Yeah. And uh, you're, where do you live? Texas. You're in Texas? I'm in Texas. Why was I thinking that you were in New York? I was originally from Los Angeles, but I moved to Texas four and a half years ago. Okay. So you're not anywhere on the East Coast. No, thank, thank, <laughs> thank God, no. And I, I try very hard. And to anyone listening, I apologize. I try very hard to stay off the East Coast. I'm there just, you go. New York is... I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm basically persona non grata in New York. Just, now, I did have a gentleman on a little bit earlier. Uh, he's starting a new magazine called American Outdoor News. Cool. Uh, he's from New York. And... And he saw, you know, they have hunting there. They can go hunt with rifles and shotguns and bows and arrows. They the black bear hunt up there, and you know, all kind. I didn't realize that you know it was that active. When you think of New York, you just think, you know, it's just completely right. locked down, and you know, they don't allow anything. But, right. Um, but you're in Texas, and they allow everything in Texas. <laughs> yeah, Texas is great, and uh, right. I, I, I'm I'm not gonna say friend friends with, but more friendly with uh, the state. Uh, legislator named Jonathan Stickland, uh-huh. and I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, but not at all. He's known as the gun guy in the Texas State House. So when you have that reputation, right, in Texas, uh, <laughs> so I know right now there's a huge push for constitutional carry in Texas. Okay, um, keep keep your eyes out for it because you know for the last couple of years they were trying to do it every year, but Joe Strauss, the former Speaker of the Texas House. Uh, Republican, but apparently not not a very good friend to the Second Amendment world. Right, um, he's gone. So there, there's a really big push. I would not be surprised if this in the next two years Texas becomes constitutional carry. Okay, well we'll keep an eye on that and keep us posted. Yeah, definitely will. And of course, you know we're all still pushing for national reciprocity. Yeah, that would be very nice. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not holding my breath. Not holding your breath, but. Um, we can't stop, you know, 100%. not pushing our, our representatives, our senators, our governors, you know, everybody. everybody. You know, yeah, it no, for it sure. comes down to every level of government trying to, you know, get on board with that. But, yeah, you know, I agree. Hopefully one day. But uh, we'll, tr- we'll try it again. So the, the Jewish community, yeah. <laughs> the Jewish community, um, in your opinion, you know, how are they represented in a whole, you know, as a whole in the industry? I mean, in the industry, I'm actually surprised to see so many... Jews here at the industry. I mean, I know there's, like you said, a lot of Israeli companies. Yeah. But 
a lot of them don't wear the, the yarmulke. So yeah, you don't see that so much. So you can't really tell if they're Jewish if they walk by you. But I have seen a lot of people with the yarmulkes walking around. Okay. And um, it's nice to see. Uh, I, I would like to see more Jews get involved with the advocacy side. Because as Maj always says, you know, all gun control is racist. All gun control is anti-Semitic. I mean, you can, you can apply it sure. to that. So I would like to see more Jews being vocal about firearm ownership, vocal about, you know, especially Jews needing firearms nowadays. I mean, there's an uptick in anti-Semitism across the world at, the, at this moment. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh woke with Sleeping Beast. And uh, it, I, I would like to see more, more Jews participating. Um, Are there any uh, s- specifically organized groups... The organizations that are just for the Jewish community, for in, in our in our industry is what I'm talking right. about. Right. So there is the Jews for the Preservation of Gun Ownership. Oh, okay. Um, which is nice. a, a great organization. They do need a little help revamping their website and, and you know bringing it more up to date. Yeah. Which I hope to get involved with more, trying to make it a lot more user friendly, yeah. appealing, appealing, and and bring more Jews in. Um, you do have. You do have pockets of like gun groups around the country, right? Specific to that state. So I know one of my uh, a friend of mine just opened one in New York, and you know, so it's it's growing. Uh, and like I said, especially after Pittsburgh, it's definitely growing. Cool. So it, it would be it'll be so nice. If we to have see any it. if we have any lead heads out there that are the Jewish faith, I would like to hear from you. I'd like to know how many of our listeners are of the faith. I'm not anti-Semitic or you know anything like you know, I'm not anti anything really right, other yeah. than you know anti people who are anti us <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly um, I get along with everybody can't we all just get along come on <laughs> would be easy life would be much easier right it, it definitely would uh, you've got a new project you're working on I do yes so let's let's hear about that a little um, bit can you tell us there's a tease or I can it's a new book coming out uh, okay. hopefully. Father's Day time, uh, just in time for July Fourth. Okay. It's also it's a book for children. Okay. And uh, I don't want to get too much into it because it's something that's not on the market. And you don't want somebody stealing your it, idea. It, yeah, I'm I mean, with e- you. even though it's only three months away, which is not far. Um, you know, I, I'm very excited for this one. Uh, not the safety on book is ba- is kind of my my baby because that was the yeah. first one your flagship my yeah. flagship but the next one coming out there's nothing like it on the market and interesting now you got my curiosity peaked yeah there's nothing like it on the market and um, let, 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 I'll give you a small tease we all want to take our kids shooting and teaching them to shoot at a young age mm-hmm. right? that's part of the second amendment industry why do we do that okay why there you go. There you go. There you go. Leave it there, at that. We'll leave it at that. And uh, now we're gonna have some cool artwork on the on the yeah, front. Like yeah, definitely. It, are we gonna have any uh, celebrity look-alike <laughs> cameos on the? <laughs> um, I can try to. I can try to fit one in. Am I the only one that's ever pointed that out? No. Okay. No. And and right. I I didn't see it at the beginning. So, uh, but hey, it's there. at NRA. I was like, is that Ben Stiller? It was Ben Stiller. You ben said, Stiller. Right? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't gonna say the name, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, isn't he Jewish? Yeah. Hey, let him get a copy of my book. Right. You uh, should send him one. I should send him one. And you should send him one and say, look, you know, this is kind of in honor of you. <laughs> don't give him the big head. He's probably anti-gun anyway. Look, whether he is or not, there's no such sort of thing as bad press. Yeah, so, uh, it's not because he's Jewish. It's just, you know, the Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood I, yeah, you know. Definitely. 
but uh, Ben Stiller, I was watching a movie. Oh, we talked about this earlier. Um, the Gunny was in it. The Gunny and Ben Stiller were in a movie together. Did you know that? The Gunny and Ben Stiller were uh-huh. in a movie together. I pride myself on my knowledge of uh, film, but... It's called The Watch. The Watch. The Watch. So it's about this uh, neighborhood, a uh, group of guys that get together... There's been like crime or something going on in the neighborhood, and they put together a neighborhood watch. It's Vince Vaughn. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, ben yeah, Stiller, yeah. The the fat guy, the little chubby fat guy with the curly hair that's hilarious, and, but he's lost a lot of weight. Jonah now. Hill. Thank you. Yes, Jonah Hill, uh, and this other guy. He's not as well known, but he was a black guy. But he had a British accent. Yeah. Uh, um he is in a show that hilarious. Uh, I find absolutely hilarious called The IT Crowd. Okay, yes, uh, that guy. R- Richard Arroyo or, or something, something along those like lines. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. exactly. But anyway, the gunny was in that movie. He was like a grumpy old oh. you know, neighbor. That's awesome. That's <laughs> he, awesome. They came it. on his property. He came out with his shotgun. and was telling him to get off his property. But it's about aliens. Right, like right, an right, alien yeah, invasion. Alien movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's hilarious. I, I saw it a long time ago, but I, now that the gunny's in it, I might have to revisit that movie. Yeah. So, I, I just happened to cross it the other day before we headed out, and I watched it, and uh, I forgot that the Gunny was in that movie. So that was, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was a good time. So uh, one more time, where can everybody go and get the shirts, the books? So shirts, swag, and books. If you want signed copies of the books, even if you're not a Jew, this stuff's for you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's biblical. I'm trying. I just to, I'm, I'm trying to keep it uh, uh, down the middle. You know, I. I I've been offered to do joint ventures with a, a Christian group, and I, I respectfully declined. I'm, sure. I'm, a, I'm an Orthodox Jew. My shirts are biblical. I, I try to not make them overly Jewish, um, like they're more biblical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I, I I love everyone. More of the the ones that cross all the. Right. Exactly. You know, like like Moses, yeah. Samson. Um, so I have one of uh, King David uh, and Moses in one. It's a comic book strip. And it says uh, splitting seas and skulls for three thousand years. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, there it is. Oh, uh, that's great. So you know, I, I try to keep it very narrow, and, <laughs> and and for any of your listeners that want my my uh, my picture, uh, which is I know you saw yeah you yesterday. had that on yesterday yeah yeah the, the gun control is not kosher with a, a, <laughs> a military looking pig I want one of those so I will tell you I have been asked so many times like. We're not Jewish. Can we wear it? Like thinking that it's like anti-Semitic to use the word kosher. Yeah. Yes, you can wear it. It's humor. <laughs> it's, all right. It's not and anti-Semitic. Any, any any Jew that will come up to you and say that's an anti-Semitic shirt because it has right. the word kosher in it, you send them to me. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Send you know? them to Yehuda. Yeah, ha- you'll take care of. Just them. have fun. You know. So that's what it's about, man. All- Just don't take life so seriously. Exactly. So they can go to the pewpewjew.com for shirts, mugs, hats. Uh, Signed copies of the books. Signed copies. Signed nice. copies. Okay. I, I feel my my John Hancock is worth about seven eight dollars. There you go. So uh, if I sign something, it devalues it. So I just don't <laughs> sign anything, man. No, I hear that. But if, if they don't if they don't want to spend the money on the signed copy, which I understand, Amazon. Okay. So Amazon.com. Type in type in Yehuda Reamer, not the people. Spell Yehuda. Y e h u d a. There you go. R e m e r. Guys, check him out. Show him some leadhead love. He's got Instagram. Instagram at the Pew Pew Jew. Let him know that uh, you heard him on the show and go buy. Like I said, even if you're not a Jew, you can wear these shirts and they're 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 comfortable for one. 
very comfortable shirts. Not as comfortable as the Tongan Lead shirts, <laughs> but they're as comfortable. Uh, but definitely they're funnier. <laughs> so, so go check them out. Yehuda, thank you so much for taking the time to be on, brother. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. Again. You're always welcome. When the book does get ready to come out and you can talk about it, we want you to come on. Yeah, definitely. Let the Leadheads know about it. For sure. And that's sometime around Father's Day, you think? I'm, I'm hoping for a late May, early June. Okay. So, very good. Guys, we're going to be back with more from the 2019 SHOT Show here at the official headquarters of Buck Knives. Some great interviews there from the 2019 SHOT Show. Thanks to our good friends at Buck Knives for hosting the headquarters this year. And uh, we're working on making that happen again for next year. So cross your fingers. And make sure you go check out Yehuda's uh, new book. Now we're going to get into our opposite of the jack wagon. And I've been asking you guys to send in your recommendations on what we should call the people, the individuals, and what kind of vehicle that uh, we need to use to, to cart them around in. So the talking lead jack wagon train is what we use to haul off our jack wagons. And of course, Gunny is our engineer on that train, and he makes sure that uh, all the jack wagons are properly taken care of. So what I want to do now, uh, you know, I was talking about those two students that uh, tackled the gunman, uh, the one in the, the Waynesville, North Carolina. Guy was an ROTC cadet. I'm sure you guys have read stories on this. Uh, he was shot three times. And I'm sure you guys have read this. It says, uh, he kept charging. A bullet to the torso did not stop. Riley Howell is the, the gentleman's name. Second bullet to the body did not prevent him from reaching his goal and hurling himself at the gunman who opened fire last week inside a classroom at the University of North Carolina at, at Charlotte. The third bullet came as Riley was inches from the gunman who fired at point-blank range into his head. So this guy, without regard for himself, unarmed, even before the shot started going off, he was headed toward the danger to stop it, to prevent it. So, I mean, that's the definition of a, a true hero. He didn't run from it. He ran, he ran toward it. And it cost him his life, unfortunately. But he saved lives. There, it would have been much more tragic. I think there might have been one other person that was, that was murdered. And uh, there were several wounded. Uh, but it's just, it's a really good story. There's one the New York Times has. It says, Raleigh Howell's parents say he was shot three times while tackling the UNC Charlotte gunman. You guys can go there, read that article. It's a really good article about, uh, about Riley and uh, what, a, what, a great, what a great kid he was. The other one is Highland Ranch, Colorado. It's a high school, and there were two shooters in this. And uh, there was a group of students that actually... Uh, stepped up, and one of those lost his life. His name was Kendrick Castillo, and uh, he was 18 years old. And it was he, and I think a couple of other students that that went after these these murderers and thwarted their efforts and uh, and stopped them. These individuals, these two individuals. I mean, it's, exa it's exactly you know, why we want to have the opposite of the jack wagon. So we want to recognize, we want to celebrate people like Riley, people like Kendrick that do 
great things like this, but also, you know, people who not necessarily give their lives, but they know the difference between right and wrong, and they, they choose to do the right thing. And here's another story that uh, I think this also came from our good buddy, Kenny Ortega. Uh, and this is in Florida. And there was a lady getting mugged uh, on a, a busy sidewalk. This dude was uh, attacking this lady, and this guy dressed up in an Easter bunny outfit runs up and assists the lady uh, by knocking the guy down and getting him away from uh, doing any more harm to the lady until the, the police showed up. So, I mean, these are prime examples of what we're looking for for the opposite of the jack wagon. And this all started from an email that we got from Jeffrey Haddix. And I'm going to read his email again. That started all this. It says, hey, Lefty, what is the opposite of a jack wagon? I know we have a train to send those members of our great nation that disrespect our rights, property, and most of all, our freedom. But isn't it about time we have a special recognition for those that, that champion those same things? I don't know exactly what we should call these everyday heroes, but you are the idea guy. No, the leadheads are the idea people. So <laughs> that's who we're going to leave it up to. If there was such an honor, I would like to recognize, and this is a, the first nominee that we had for this, and this was Judge Roger T. Bennett of the U.S. District Court uh, for the Southern District of California, and he was the one who recognized that California was unconstitutional in their magazine ban, and I think that's since been overturned, unfortunately, um, but he had the courage to state uh, all the the things that made it unconstitutional, and then he ruled that it was uncon unconstitutional. So that was the email that started everything and uh, got us started on, on this journey. So you guys have since sent in several recommendations and suggestions, and uh, I'm going to read those now. And we'll just start off with Jeffrey, since he's the one that started this. He, he sent in some more emails. And uh, he has said, so Jeffrey has recommended that we call it the Talking Lead Freedom Fighter Award. And these freedom fighters, because he was in the Navy and served on an aircraft carrier, during his time of service, they used the F-14 Tomcat, Maverick, and Goose. Uh, so he suggests that we use a, a jet, an F-14 Tomcat. So there's one suggestion. Jason Edgar, our sergeant at arms, has sent in, and he says, let's call it Gunny's Valor, and we'll call it the Gunny's Valor Convoy. So he's making our heroes walk. <laughs> uh, but no, I like that. It's, it's got a good uh, good tone to it. And then uh, Jake, Jacob Rosecki has sent in, and he said, let's call it the Freedom Train. And I may have mess, missed where he wants to, what he wants to call the our people, but he's suggesting freedom train, and I suggest that we try to do something different than a train. But it's it's whatever you guys want in the end, whatever you're going to vote for, uh, majority gets. Doug Cross sends in, he says, freedom fighters, and freedom force one, and he also submitted 
a candidate, and we read that last episode. It was the Eli Smith gentleman who's walking uh, across America. I don't know how many miles he's walking to raise awareness for the military and veteran suicide rate. And he's like 15,000 plus miles. And uh, the guy's name is Eli Smith, if you guys want to look him up. So he was uh, another one of our unnamed heroes at this point. Um, we don't know what to call him yet. Alex Kellums says Freedom Fighters and Freedom Factory. So I guess we're producing our Freedom Fighters in the Freedom Factory. So Patrick Lynch has suggested that we call them Freedom Marshals and it's the Freedom Bird. So I guess that might be another jet or plane. Kind of getting a theme here with Freedom Fighters and a jet. Uh, let's see. Giddy up. John Gallup says the Gunny's Humvee, the Gunny's Roll Call, the Gunny's Flagship, the Gunny's Battalion, the Gunny's Patriot Platoon. So those are some good suggestions there. We've got Josh Spill, uh, and it's actually, it's Josh Spill. And I'm going to read Josh's. He says, hey, Lefty, always enjoy the show and all the great guests you interact with. I've been thinking about the vehicle and name for those folks who champion our Second Amendment freedoms and came up with this idea. We could call the vehicle the Liberty Limo. And then during the show, you could announce, oh, hey, looks like the Liberty Limo is pulling up. Let's see who's inside. Then we could call the folks celebrities. <laughs> so I think I read this one uh, when I was in Utah and we had uh, Jeff Kirkham and Paul Markle on. Uh, celebrities. I, I love that one. Anyone who is a celebrity walks the red carpet and you could input camera sounds, cheering effects background. That way these folks who have worked so hard make sure that they're getting the first class treatment they deserve. I like that. That's that's pretty cool. And then when I, I read that, um, Jeff and I think it may have been Jared and Jacob, Jacob Herman with Night Vision, uh, they came up with several uh, as well. I can't remember off the top of my head what they were or that they were pretty good ones. Uh, and then Kurt Garber says, here are a couple of names for the vehicle and people of the new segment. Killer idea kicking this off. Uh, and again, that's, that's thanks to fellow leadhead uh, Jeffrey Haddix. So you guys thank Jeffrey for this. He says, Lead Force One, Lead X Rocket like SpaceX, SS Lefty, SS Gadsden, SS Three Per. And I, and I finally get this. And I've read this one before too. Three uh, Per is like 3%. So SS Three Per, I get it now. The Freedom Caravan Marching on the 2A Highway. That's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, he also suggests Minute Men and Women, Ermy's Army, and Threeper Reapers. So those are some good suggestions from Kurt. And then James Holt says, Gunny's Freedom Fighters, Lady Liberty, and it's an F-16 jet. So we got another jet. Those are, uh, can't hold a lot of people in those fighter jets, though. Thinking maybe if we do like a big, like a big C-130, you know, decked out Tony Stark style. I don't know. That that kind of would be cool. Um, Dave Held suggests Gunny's Bullet Train and call them Freedom Rounds. Okay. Sticking with the talking lead theme, I guess, there. It's kind of cool. And then Kenny Ortega. 
who supplied us with our slew of jack wagons this week, says Brigade Commander and Gunny's Gulfstream. So that's kind of getting in the realm of a a bigger airplane. Nice, luxurious, kind of like that idea. So those are the ones I have so far. If I missed a suggestion, um, I went through all my emails, and those are the ones uh, that I saw. So if you did submit one I didn't read it, resend it to me. Make sure you put in there then the subject opposite jack wagon or something along those lines. If you posted it on social media, you know, Facebook or Instagram, email that to me. Talkinglate at gmail.com. And then we'll add that to to the list. Um, but you guys go through that list and let me hear from you. Which ones did you like best? And maybe it sparked an idea on a different direction that uh, that you want to head and you've got some other suggestions. So so I still want to keep this going. I want to get some more suggestions. I want to tighten this up a little bit. Uh, some really good suggestions so far. Um, but from this point, I want you lead heads to take those and then work with that. And then let's, you know, let's come up with, you know, the, the top five. Let's get it narrowed down to like five or so. And then we'll we'll start putting that up to a vote. So that's it. That's all I've got for this episode, Leadheads. Hope you enjoyed those uh, interviews that we had from Chris Avina, American Outdoor News, and our buddy Yehuda Reamer, the Pew Pew Jew. Go show them support. Let them know that you heard about them here on the Talking Lead Podcast. And it's very important that you go show some love to our sponsors. Let them know how much you appreciate their support of the show and allowing us to be able to bring you the Talking Lead podcast each and every week. Right on Optics, the official optics of Talking Lead. They're R-I-T-O-N optics.com. Keltech, keltechweapons.com. Go show them some love on their, their social media, Instagram, Facebook. Let them know you're a lead head. You hear about them on the show. Uh, tell Chad, uh, you know, it's been a minute since we've had him on. Hit Chad up. Say, hey, Chad, need to have you back on the show soon. We miss you. And let them know what you think about their new products, that KS7 shotgun. Really cool, really sweet. I know a lot of you have been uh, to NRA. Some of you were at SHOT Show. You were able to get some hands-on. Uh, some of you have seen them in your local gun stores. Uh, had emails from you guys talking about their new 22 long competition pistol, the CP33, which the CP stands for competition pistol, in case you didn't catch that. It holds 33 rounds in each of the magazines. So that's a really cool new product from Keltec. Go check them out, keltecweapons.com. X Steel Targets, they've got a lot going on. Up there in Minnesota, Bud and the crew, not only are they making the targets now, but they've started a Cerakote business. They are licensed professional Cerakoters, so they're getting into that. And uh, they also have their own big laser cutting machine, so they're able to custom cut targets and all kinds of other things. They're doing some of that metal artwork. They're making trophies. Uh, pretty much unlimited on what they can do now, so... Go check them out, xsteeltargets.com. Let them know you're a lead head. And make sure you're using the Talking Lead discount codes when you go to our sponsors and friends of the show website. We try to set up discounts with all our friends, all our sponsors. So uh, if you're at one and it's not working, let me know. 
and we'll try to get something set up to get you uh, as sweet a deal as we can. Modern Spartan Systems. That TVT engine oil additive is the bomb. If you guys aren't using that in your vehicles right now, you're doing more harm than good. Because that stuff is amazing. I put it in anything and everything that has an engine. And uh, it makes it run smoother, improves the gas mileage, uh, just the overall life of your engine. Adds a, a whole other level of protection. Uh, and then, of course, their gun products are going to be doing the same for your firearms. So check them out, ModernSpartanSystems.com. And then we've got a whole slew of friends of the show, Tactical RX. I use Tactical RX for all my iPro needs. Uh, and if you've got a prescription, they even make prescription iPro. Go check Brett out at Tactical RX. Let him know you're Leadhead. Palmetto State Armory. They have been uh, really good in helping me give some of my guns a facelift. Uh, they've got a whole slew of accessories for all your firearm needs, shotguns, pistols, rifles. They've got them there, and then they've even got their own line of rifles. Uh, I'm going to be trying out their PSA AKP, which is their uh, pistol AK-47. I've made some posts on social media, so you guys have seen that. We're going to be taking that out, uh, getting some trigger time behind that. Uh, and then Kalashnikov uh, USA, they've sent us their Comrade 12-gauge firearm. It is not a pistol, it's not a rifle, not a shotgun, uh, but it falls in that area that it's, it's a firearm. And it's completely legal, non-NFA item, no tax stamp or anything required. Uh, we talk about that in uh, a few episodes back. We had Steve Troy on, uh, Curtis with VSO Gun Channel, and uh, we kind of talked about what classifies it as just a firearm. Warren Scope Mounts, been using those to, uh, to mount some of my ride-on optics. They've been really good mounts, haven't had any issues with those. We've got a wide variety of mounts there, so make sure you guys go check out Warren Scope Mounts. Let them know you're a leadhead. Let them know you heard about them on the show. Of course, Buck Knives, who made all the SHOT Show possible for you leadheads, definitely go and show those guys some love. And um, we really appreciate them and Keltec and Pioneer Arms and Eagle Imports and Taylor Guitars, and did I say Keltec, for stepping up and making donations for Sheepdog Impact Assistance Charity Gala. It was a huge success, and uh, they raised a lot of money, and that's thanks to all the sponsors and friends of the show of Talking Lead. So not only are they hooking you Leadheads up with these amazing discounts and awesome products, but they're also helping charitable organizations which are near and dear to Talking Lead and who we support. So for no, no other reason to reach out and say thanks, let them, let them know how much you appreciate their support in our nonprofit endeavors as well. So that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you go to iTunes, Our Heart Radio, all your podcasting apps, rate us, leave us comments, feedback, and shoot me an email, talkingleadgmail.com. Just say, hey, Lefty, wanted to say, hey, just reach out. Social media, Talking Lead. On Instagram, at Talking Lead on Instagram, at Talking Lead. 
on Facebook. Uh, and then Twitter's the same. We're just talking lead everywhere. Get in touch with us. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you have suggestions for the show, guests, topics, anything along those lines. Of course, Jack Wagon submissions. Love to hear those. Love hearing from you guys. So next episode is going to be the Talking Lead AK Corner, and that's going to be episode 299. One away from our epic 300 episode. Stay tuned. And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. This is Yehuda Reamer, the Pew Pew Jew. Keep your firearms closer, or it wouldn't be kosher. You should do a shirt with